Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that this podcast will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. I'm happy today to be speaking with Steve Caracas, who is the founder of scapulars.com. Maybe if you peruse social media, you've seen an ad on Facebook for their website and for their scapulars. That's how I found them and was very intrigued by the work and mission that they are doing. And so welcome to the show, Steve, uh, to How They Love Mary. Thank you, Father. It's great to be here. And uh, can you just maybe tell me a little bit about scapulars.com and this apostolate, this company that you started, and maybe when did you start it? How did you get inspired uh, to come about with scapulars.com and create this uh, very sturdy scapular? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I started out many years ago, uh, actually working in Alaska on a ship. Um, it was very dangerous. It's actually kind of like the most dangerous catch type work. And um, before getting on the ship, I decided I should probably put that scapular on that I received at First Holy Communion. Um, and so I did, and I wore it, but it didn't last long. It broke. So I got another one eventually, and, and th- that one broke. And um, I've been wearing scapulars ever since, uh, and it's been 25 years or so. Um, about 15 years ago, now married with children, um, you know, our scapulars are still breaking. Um, I started looking at the idea of making something uh, stronger, um, but I put it off and I kept asking other people to do it. And um, eventually, a few years ago, I decided, you know what, no one is responding. I better do this myself. And, and after several years of research and development of um, how we wanted to make it um, stronger and, and uh, beautiful and, and really worthy of the devotion, um, finally came up with um, the design that we have and uh, launched it on the Feast of Our Lady of, of Fatima last October 13th. And yeah, with the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, we know that in those Marian apparitions, especially in that final one on October 13th, there were three phases of the apparition. And in fact, Mary appears as Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And that is what the brown scapular is associated with, with the apparition of Our Lady of Mount Carmel to St. Simon Stock. When it comes to Fatima, they say that Our Lady appeared that as Our Lady of Mount Carmel to Sister Lucia and the others, because Sister Lucia eventually would become a Carmelite sister in Coimbra. And, uh, but Fatima has a very strong connection then uh, to the brown scapular. You know, as we talk about the brown scapular and, and you starting this company to have a more sturdier brown scapular out there, I know that in the past when you would go and you'd buy a scapular at the local Catholic gift store, you maybe would pay a buck or two. And so it's kind of like you get what you pay for. And it reminds me a little bit of what Father Richard Heilman, uh, a priest of the Diocese of Madison, what he's done by creating this combat rosary. Of course, people have the rosaries and I know uh, I use wooden beaded rosaries that I've bought in Lourdes because they don't break. Whereas if you have a chain link rosary, they often will break. break. They're often cheap. And uh, so he came up with this very strong, sturdy type rosary that lots of people have been using. And it seems that your brown scapular uh, might be a good complement uh, for Father Heilman's project or both of them should go together. Sure, I, I agree. And, and we used to make scapulars. Uh, I was a high school teacher for a while, and we'd make scapulars out of um, a heavy cord, and we'd tie the knots in them. And some people, 20 years later, still have those rosaries, and they're still using them. They go through the wash in their pockets, and they lose them in their jackets, but they find them, um, and they're still using them. And it's similar. We're using a similar type cord for the scapular, um, and really what makes it stronger is the stitching. 
But um, I agree. The rosary and the scapula go hand in hand. When Our Lady appeared in Fatima, she was telling them, pray the rosary, and she appeared as Our Lady of Mount Carmel, handing them the scapular. Um, so I've always thought of that as the rosary is our spiritual weapon, and the scapular is a spiritual shield. Yes, definitely. And it is this protection, and you spoke about it with the your work in Alaska, that you wanted that protection. There are these stories of the scapular that people you know, were on a boat one time, and as the boat was sinking, they threw the scapular into the water, and, and then all the water calmed and these people survived. Or even Blessed Solanus Casey, he had an experience with the scapular where he was drowning in, in the water, but he felt someone pull him up by his scapular. And so he really believed that that was Our Lady who really spared his life uh, in that moment. So the scapular truly is protective uh, for all of us. And um, yeah, as we think about the scapular and its protection, it's kind of like we clothe ourselves with Mary. It's that daily reminder that when we put it on, if we take it off, or that daily reminder when we see it or feel it, that we're really wrapped in Mary's mantle, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It is actually um, considered a garment of grace. It's Our Lady's garment. It was a gift that she gave to St. Simon Stock for the Carmelite Order, which was eventually granted to all the faithful. Um, and, and some even have compared it to, um, like, the, the scapular being part of a religious habit, um, a bit of a yoke, because it rests on the shoulders, or the scapula, um, which is why it's called that. And um, when Jesus said in, in St. Matthew, um, you know, take on my yoke, for my burden is easy, uh, or, sorry, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, um, there's, there's a reference to the idea of taking this on. Um, and there's even a reference in um, the book of Sirach, um, which goes back to um, a reference to wisdom, um, and many refer back to, um, from Matthew, back to Sirach as a as kind of a, a counter-reference that, um, let me see, it's a Sirach 51. Um, I open my mouth and speak of her. Gain wisdom for yourselves uh, at no cost. Take her yoke upon your neck, that your mind may receive her teaching. For she is close to those who seek her, and the one who is in earnest, finds her. So it's a reference to wisdom, but many of the Church Fathers look at this and see Our Lady written all over it. And in a sense, um, the scapular is then a yoke of Our Lady on us, um, a yoke of protection. As we think of the scapular, too, um, I think sometimes, you know, we have all of these beautiful devotions in the Church, and yet so many people might be unaware of it. I can only imagine in my own parish how few people probably wear the scapular, and maybe that means I should preach on it more, I should promote it more. But uh, it's kind of like one of those things where it's insider Catholic baseball in a sense, where where if you know it, you know it. If you're really gung-ho about these things, you know it about it and you wear it. But if you didn't grow up with it, if you weren't raised with it, if you're not in the know, then maybe you're outside of that. And so you don't realize it. I, I guess maybe where I'm going with this is it, for someone who doesn't know anything about the scapular and are curious now about it, why do you think a person should wear the brown scapular? Well, um, I would say um, true devotion to our Blessed Mother um, is is important in season and out of season, um, in any time of the Church, in any time of, uh, of our culture. Um, I wouldn't think that our times today would lend itself to, you know, being lax in these things. Um, this is a good time to rediscover true devotion and what it means, and, and, um, and this is um, a particular way. 
So one thing that I was interested in doing is not just reaching out to those, like you mentioned, in your parish who, probably, who may already know and wear the scapular, but we're going to start making videos and introducing this to those who, who don't know much about it and eventually those who know nothing about it. The idea is to help revive the scapular tradition. It's a beautiful tradition, um, a sign of devotion, um, and an actual grace. Uh, so that's, the plan is to expand those who, uh, and the understanding and knowledge for those who don't know about it. You know, admittedly, we just celebrated First Holy Communion with our second graders in our parish post-COVID-19 pandemic uh, with 25% capacity and whatnot. And I know that um, in the past, it's been a, a strong custom to enroll the child in something called the Confraternity of the Brown Scapular at the First Holy Communion. Do you think that's something that we should revive? Or do you think that the scapular devotion is something that we should just uh, allow people to find and to say, I want to be a part of that. Because I, I guess when I approach it, I'm like, well, I don't know if these kids are really ready to join a confraternity or to wear the blessed scapular without really understanding it or without knowing it. But I guess I, I'm wondering what might your take be on that? Um, I would say do both. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just like baptism at birth, um, the child doesn't understand what the, the grace of baptism is, but eventually learns um, I think enrolling a child at First Holy Communion is a great idea because um, once you're enrolled in the confraternity, you're enrolled for life. And when you put on a scapular later in life, when you rediscover it, you're already enrolled. You don't have to um, go back and, and get that enrollment blessing. Um, so I would say both. I would say it's a great devotion to rediscover um, on your own as you get older and to take it on as your own, just like the Catholic faith um, in a young person learn it, they're, they're formed within their family, they, they maybe go to Catholic school or, or catechism classes, but at some point, they have to take it on as their own, um, and I would say the same thing for any devotion. With the confraternity, as we're talking about the confraternity of the brown scapular, there are certain conditions that people are supposed to live by, that they should pray the rosary every day or recite the little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They should live a life according to their state of vocation. And, and I'm sure that there are some other things as well, some requirements of living that life. But then there are also certain promises that Our Lady has made to those who wear the scapular. So could you just share maybe a little bit more about what it entails to be a part of the confraternity? Sure. So uh, there, there is a promise that Our Lady made to St. Simon Stock. He was concerned about his order. Um, it was... It was moved from the Holy Land to England and several other places in Europe because of the troubles in the Holy Land. And um, he, he was praying for um, divine protection for his order. Some people were suggesting they should disband, maybe join one of the newer orders in the Church, like the, the Dominicans or Franciscans, um, and there were several others. Um, but he, was, he wanted protection for his order. He wanted the order to survive. He asked Our Lady for a special gift, and she appeared and gave him the scapular. Um, now, with that um, she said to him, this would be um, a sign of protection, um, and that whoever died wearing the scapular would not suffer the eternal fire. And that's the great promise of the scapular, that someone who dies with it would not suffer the eternal fire. Now, it's not, it's not kind of a, um, a get-out-of-hell-free card, <laughs> in a sense. Um, com with that comes that true devotion to the Blessed Mother, that we are always... Um, striving for that purity of heart and uh, striving to be a true follower of Christ. And she, in turn, protects us and helps give us that grace, because all grace you know, comes to us from God 
um, through the church. Um, all grace came to us you know, from Jesus through Mary, and it still does today. So the uh, later on, um, within within um, I, I think it was seventy years, Pope John the twenty twenty second had an apparition of Our Lady who told him about the Sabatine privilege. She promised that anyone who would pray the the office of the, the little office of the Blessed Mother and fast on Wednesdays and Saturdays and live a life of uh, chastity according to their state in life, um, she would come to purgatory the following Saturday after their death and take them out, bring them to heaven. And so this is known as a Sabatine privilege. So it's a little bit um, in addition to the original promise, um, but it's it all goes in line with living that life um, according to uh, the teachings of the Church. I like what you said, that the scapular is not this superstitious good luck charm, that it's that get-out-of-hell-free card, but there's these conditions then that we follow, that we strive to live a life according to the gospel and worthy of the kingdom of heaven. And talking about the hour of death, you know, those who will not, those who wear the scapular will not suffer the fires of hell. And then one of your mottos on your website is, don't be caught dead without one. And, uh, <laughs> And that's great. And I know that I've seen this where someone is dying and they might not have been devoted to the scapular at all during their life, but one of their pious family members who has been devoted to the scapular wants to make sure that they're clothed in that garment of grace, even as they approach the hour of death. And, and we always pray in the Hail Mary, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. So I think the scapula reminds us of Mary's prayers at that hour, and then it is efficacious for, for those who are dying then as well. True. Um, um, and I know um, stories, and I've heard stories, I've actually seen personally stories of those <clears throat> who are not in a state of grace, wanting to um, get this privilege or this promise, um, and yet for some reason they're not able to wear it, or it, uh, it breaks immediately. Um, I know someone personally who heard the story and thought, uh, I want that, that special promise. She put on the scapular and couldn't breathe. It was like a weight on her chest, and she, just, she had to take it off immediately uh, until she went to confession, um, and then she was able to wear it and has worn it ever since. Now, on your website, uh, you have the traditional brown scapular that many people are familiar with. I remember some of the scapulars I've worn throughout life. When I was a teenager, uh, I, I was strongly devoted to the scapular award. I have one on right now as we're talking as well. But I uh, had one that I got from the Leaflet Missile Company, and it had an image of St. Padre Pio because I also was strongly devoted to Padre Pio at a young age. And so that was the scapular that I had for many, many years until it broke, and then I bought one of the cheap dollar ones and what what have you. So uh, there are the brown scapulars that we're so familiar with, associated with the Carmelite order, but there are other colors of scapulars. There's the blue scapular of the Immaculate Conception, the red scapular of the Passion, the the black scapular of the, the sorrows of Mary, all of these different scapulars. And I noticed on your website you have a premium brown scapular, a blue and white rose. So it, it looks like the front of it's blue, but is the back of it then brown? Or how do you get that to be a brown scapular, I guess? Exactly. So the scapular itself is brown. It's made of brown wool. All of ours at this point are brown wool scapulars. Um, the image on top of the scapular um, can be... Um, as you have seen, like even Padre Pio scapular, it's still a brown scapular, but it has an image of Padre Pio on it, or just some of Our Lady of Guadalupe, or um, other sacred images. 
Um, and that's actually a tradition that developed by the Carmelites itself, um, how uh, when they uh, reformed the order in the 1500s, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, formed the Discalced Carmelites, it was a reformed order, and in order to differentiate the two, they would put the shield of the calc or the discalc on their scapulars. That's where the tradition of putting an image came from. And so um, the images, it doesn't require an image, um, and it doesn't require an image of Our Lady of Carmel because we don't know what she looks like, um, but that's a very common image. Other images are acceptable. And you'll see from those cheap ones, like even said the dollar scapulars, they, the image actually completely covers the brown wool portion of it, um, typically, and that's, those are the ones typically given at First Holy Communion, but it doesn't take away from the brown wool underlying uh, the image. And all of ours are brown wool scapulars. Now, there's always been controversy over the, the metal, the scapular metal. What do you make of the scapular metal? Sure. Well, the scapular metal was developed in particular for missionaries that were going to tropical countries. Um, wearing the wool was, was more difficult there. Um, and the Holy Father granted that permission. Um, and since then, it's been a popular metal to be worn. Um, I don't know um, that the metal is always... Well, the, the metal is approved. Um, I don't know. I, I don't wear the metal. We don't make the metal. Um, given that it was uh, a permission for a particular climate, um, I, I don't know that uh, there's any you know, reason, unless you live in that climate, uh, to be wearing it. I'm not against it. I just, we don't make those and I don't wear them myself. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, getting by or, or maybe cheating a little bit, uh, if you will. <laughs> Um, do you have any intention on making, like, the blue scapulars or the red scapulars, or do you just want to focus on the brown scapular? Well, at first, we'd like to focus on the brown scapular because um, it's such a beautiful devotion. We've been asked many times to make a five-way scapular or a particular color scapular, like the blue or black. Um, and we may, we may do that, uh, but not until we have um, a beautiful array of brown scapulars. Well, great. And maybe just one last question about the scapular as we're talking do people wear the scapular in the shower? Most people do not. Um, I do know some people said they do, um, and you can wear these in the shower. Um, we wear them when we go surfing or swimming in the ocean. We're near the beach here. Um, it's, it's not a problem, but uh, most people do take them off when they go in the shower. And it's not like you're, you're going to accidentally die in the shower, and then you're not going to go to heaven because you're not wearing it. God does not work that way. <laughs> so, you know, you are wearing this as a as a special devotion to our Blessed Mother, and she honors that. So then, how often would you recommend a person washing their scapular? This was a tweet I saw a few weeks ago. Some person tweeted and said, wash your scapular. Someone needs to hear that. So when, how often <laughs> would you recommend that? Well, as often as it needs it. Sure, sure. <laughs> For me, I don't, I don't wash it very often, um, but um, occasionally, and sometimes they might get if you put them in the washer and dryer, they might get tangled in other things. So you might want to put it in, let's say, a clean sock and then wash it in there, and then it comes out without being tangled. <laughs> so we've been talking with Steve Caracas about scapulars.com, this website, this apostolate and ministry that he founded to promote devotion to the brown scapular. And as we bring to a close this episode, what I'd like to do with you, like I do with every other guest, is to simply go through a series of questions about a person's Marian devotion, and maybe from it, we'll learn something new about devotion to the Blessed Mother, and it'll encourage someone else in their love of Mary. 
And uh, so some of these, you know, it might be easy for me to guess what you might say, but but I won't do that. I'll let you answer. Uh, but what about a favorite title for the Blessed Mother? So sometimes people invoke a, a certain title of Mary more often than others. Uh, is there a title of Mary you invoke? Um, I, I invoke Mary Most Pure because I bless all of my children every night after our family was re- I bless them. I touch their head and bless them. Um, and I invoke Mary Most Pure. Okay. And uh, you founded a website, scapulars.com, and there are many different uh, Marian uh, sacramentals in the church. What is your favorite Marian sacramental? I would have to say the rosary, along with the scapular. But um, certainly the rosary has been uh, a stronghold for me for many, many years. There are lots of prayers to the Blessed Mother, uh, the most popular probably being the Hail Mary, because the first half of it comes from sacred scripture. But there are many other prayers that saints and others have written. Do you have a favorite Marian prayer? Um, I consecrate myself to the Blessed Mother every day, but it's a prayer that I've, I've sort of uh, written myself. Um, so that's sure. probably my personal favorite. Okay. And uh, when it comes to the rosary, many people find it to be repetitive, or they don't know if they really engage the prayer of the rosary. So for someone that struggles praying the rosary, is there a tip that you could offer to help them pray it better? Sure. If, you're, um, if you want to pray this, let's say, um, for another person, like you can think about another person with each Hail Mary that you pray. Um, so I'm praying for my, my wife and then my father and my mother and my children and my friends. So each one I can think of a new person to pray for as I'm praying that Hail Mary. Okay, that's great. Yes, to really entrust them to Mary's intercession. In the sacred scriptures, there are many different accounts of Mary. Uh, we meet her especially in Luke's Gospel. But there are, as you mentioned earlier, that Sirach passage that could be referring to the Blessed Mother that the Church Fathers say. Uh, do you have a favorite passage about Mary in the Bible? So Mary at the foot of the cross, for me, is, is a beautiful image of, of devotion and dedication to the very end. Now, in the end, God will restore all things, right? the resurrection and the restoration of the world. Um, and Mary was given that unique privilege of, of you know, keeping her body with her now, but we will also be with her in heaven. Um, so at the foot of the cross, giving us hope to the very end, no matter what comes our way, what came her way to the, the death of her son, she was there, and she was there to the very end, um, in faith. And it's a, it's a strong image for me. Very beautiful. And there are many different apparitions of Our Lady. We talked a little bit about Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, do you have a favorite Marian apparition? Uh, well, I, I truly love um, the apparition of Our Lady of Lourdes, um, spending time there, and sometimes I will... When, if I'm there, because I also lead pilgrimages for young people, um, I'll, I'll, there's a bench over by the river, and I'll, I'll fall asleep in the middle of the night, and when I open my eyes, I see the, uh, the lit-up statue of Our Lady and, and the candles there, and I, I think for a moment, I must be in heaven. <laughs> so I wake up there, and, and that is a really strong um, uh, apparition for me. Sure. I've been to Lourdes maybe three, four times, I think, and uh, it, it is very powerful, and it truly is like one of the most peaceful places on earth, and it really is almost like a, a little heaven here on earth. Uh, I just love going to Lourdes all the time That when I'm able, and hopefully soon after COVID-19, uh, we'll be able to make those trips to those holy places once again. There are lots of different shrines to the Blessed Mother. Of course, some of them relate to Marian apparitions, like Lourdes or Fatima, but then there are devotional titles of Mary. 
Um, like in Florida, there's Our Lady of La Leche. Uh, in New Orleans, Our Lady of Prom Sucker. Have you been to a Marian shrine that made an impression on you? Um, that's a good question. I, I, well, Lord left the greatest impression on me because of what you said. You go there, you enter the sanctuary, and you, you have this unbelievable sense of peace. And sometimes prayer is a struggle. You mentioned praying the rosary sometimes. It, it's difficult. But you go there and you have this desire to pray. And you feel that, that God is, is there and, and pulling you closer to Him. Um, and it's easy to pray. Um, so that, that experience of Lourdes uh, is very powerful for me. There are lots of books about the Blessed Mother. Saints have written books about ble- the Blessed Mother. Many contemporary authors, including myself, have written books about Mary. Do you have a Marian book recommendation, one that you've read that you'd recommend others to read as well? Um, I started my, my reading with the Blessed Mother, the True Devotion, from St. Louis de Montfort. Um, and, and that was a great starting point. Um, it was a beautiful introduction. My wife and I got married, and within weeks we began that devotion. We began the uh, consecration prayers, and 30 or 33 days later we consecrated our, ourselves and our, our marriage um, 26 years ago. Um, so that was a, a starting point, and I think a, a pretty good starting point. That's great. And might I recommend to you and to other listeners that Donna Cooper O'Boyle recently came out with a book from Sophia Institute Press called Family Marian Consecration, which is to lead families together. So we all have done individual Marian consecrations, but she's recommending to do it together as a family. And uh, so I might recommend that for you and your family. Uh, You might find that beneficial and efficacious uh, in your family spirituality. Lastly, there is... uh, when we go to church on these Marian feast days, whether it's uh, the Feast of the Assumption or Mary, Mother of God, or the Immaculate Conception, we often hear Marian hymns. And is there a Marian hymn that you always hope to hear at Mass then? Um, I do love the Ave Maria from Lourdes, <laughs> once again. Um, I know that there are many, many hymns and there are many um, you know, references to Blessed Mother, but, but this one, again, sinks deep into my soul. <laughs> Um, there is a, a way that the, it's prayed or it's sung in Lord every evening during the procession of the rosary, um, and that's that's the one I want to hear. Sure. Well, very beautiful. And if people want to learn more about you, your ministry, uh, your apostolate of promoting the scapulars, maybe could you just let us know where to find that online? Sure. There's um, a little bit of information on scapulars.com. Um, I've also been working with youth pilgrimages, as I mentioned, uh, at jmjyouth.com. There's probably a little more background information on me there. Uh, And this is something I've been doing um, because I got got sick and tired of my scapulars breaking. (laughs) I wanted uh, to give this as a gift to all of our pilgrims as well. So both websites have information. Well, that's wonderful. And so I thank you so much for talking with me today, and I hope that many of our listeners will go out and they'll get one of these new brown scapulars from your company, uh, especially if they are in need of a replacement one. J- maybe just one last thing. I noticed on your website that you, if for every scapular that is bought, you give one away. Is that right? Yes, that's correct, because um, it's always been the, the plan from the beginning, and we've given away many, many scapulars to young people on pilgrimages, um, started focusing on the elderly, those most in need during this time of the pandemic, um, we will send them to parishes or to those who work in hospitals to give to those most in need. Um, I can do the same for you, Father. I can send you some, and you can give them to those who are most in need in your parish. 
Oh, very beautiful. And then I think I also saw that you would give some to, to religious if they requested one. Was that something that I saw too? Yes. So any priest or religious um, can go on the website. Um, I think it's scapulars.com forward slash bless you. Um, and then you can get a free scapular, just pay the shipping and handling, um, and they'll ship it out right away. Well, very good. Well, thanks so much for your time today talking about the scapular. And uh, your website says it is the month of the scapular because July 16th is the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And we remember that promise that she made to St. Simon uh, through that apparition. You have been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope it has either been the beginning or deepening of your Marian devotion. You can follow me, Father Edward Looney, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the handle at FR Edward Looney. If you like this podcast, please share it or leave a review so others might find it as well. Till next week, let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.